Dexter 940 says uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, they found a, a slight break in his foot. Um, you know, again, that's why they do this testing, to protect their, uh, their own interests. And again, sometimes uh, severe medical issues are found based on the, uh, the quality of the medical exams, including blood clots. There have been a number of athletes who have been found to have had blood clots. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there there are some other reasons for it, but in in uh, in Caleb Williams's case, it's a power play move. He thinks he's above it, and he thinks the teams are going to test uh, him anyway. So he's just he's not going to do it uh, twice. Is basically what he's uh, what he's saying. Uh, you can get in uh, really for the first time six five four seven six two seven six five four seven six two seven. You want to get in and uh, join the conversation. Um, Texter said, I think the combination of DJ being a little below average quarterback and a huge drop in wide receiver room has been uh, why. Well, I mean, DJ was better than Cade, and that's the the problem. Cade has to improve uh, this year without question. Um, I I don't think DJ is a below average quarterback. He's above, way above average quarterback. I mean, uh, is he... Was he below average by Clemson recent standards? Yes. Um, but he also had no receivers. I mean, when we talk about the receivers Clemson had last year, it was significantly better than what DJ had two years ago. Two years ago, he had, I mean, he had nothing. The 5.4 year, he had, he literally had nothing. Um, I mean, you know, remember, Bo Collins was out. Uh, everybody was out. Um and there were no receivers who could get separation. Look, he's a he's a quarterback that's reliant on receivers getting open. He's primarily a pocket passer. You know, you can argue that he was never a great fit for what this offense was designed to be to begin with, but he was he, he's primarily a pocket passer. And, you know, that's that's who and what he is. And he's a pro-style quarterback. Um so again, you could argue that the fit wasn't wasn't great but you know he played really pretty well for about you know half or two-thirds of the season um you know the wake forest game was probably his best game but the the bottom line is the numbers still weren't good enough 5.4 in his last year which is better than 4.9 last year still wasn't near nearly good enough it's just it's not where you need to be um, Tessa said, we used to <laughs> refer to the club neck running style as Rockhead. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's funny, I've got to admit. But, you know, Cade uh, uh, needs to improve, and the pieces around him need to improve. And I, I do think the receiving core is better. Uh, I also think that Moore, even though he won't be in early, is going to be a big factor. I just think he is. I think he, he gives Clemson you know, a little bit of the the Mike Williams element that this team has been lacking. This team has lacked two elements in terms of receiver. One, they've lacked speed. Two, they've lacked a catch point guy. They haven't had either. 
Clemson's won and got vertical with both those types of guys in the past. Mike Williams and New Hopkins got vertical, even though neither one of them was a blazer. There's more than there, there's more than one way to get vertical. You can, I mean, you can be of of relatively average uh, speed and still get vertical if you can win at the catch point. You know, Mike Williams is not, like I said, not a blazer. Neither is Nuke, but they both got vertical and they both went at the catch point. Uh, I mean, like every time at the catch point. And your quarterbacks need that. Remember when, who was it? Uh, it was one of the Alabama, was it Quinter Williams? I think so. Who, who, uh, who basically said, well, all Trevor Lawrence does is throw jump balls, you know, well, no, they weren't jump balls. They were, you know, they were 90-10 balls because his receivers were going to come down with them. Those plays were by design. He knew he could throw the ball up to those guys. And there, there hasn't been any of that for for DJ and for K. There hasn't been any of those guys that you could just, you know, know that, look, I'll, if I just chuck the ball 40 yards to this guy, I know he's going to come down with it or he's going to knock it down. There hasn't been any of that. You need those type of guys. You, you need all these pieces to to comprise a receiving core. But however you get there, again, this is going to be year two of of this offense, and I and I I would expect that year two is going to look a lot better than year one. Now, is it going to look better right out of the gate when you're starting with Georgia? I, I don't know. I will say this, you know. Georgia has been somewhat susceptible to the pass. It's not like these Georgia defenses have shut down passing games. They haven't. They haven't. I mean, when 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 DJ and Clemson faced them a couple years ago, you had a hundred yard receiver, and and Georgia has been torched by some passing games. You know, it's still sort of the the one area of that defense that hasn't quite caught up, even though it it always looks like they have talent back there. It always looks like it. So I I think that I think that obviously all these areas need to get better. Once again, if you missed it, you know, I went back and tracked the last ten years and Clemson last year averaged 4.9 yards a play and finished 103rd in the nation in that category. And that number has to be in the top 25 to compete for a national title. It has to be in the top 25. If it's not in the top 25, you're not competing for a national title. What's it take to get to the top 25? At least 6.0. At least 6.0. And the dilemma is... You know, when people have talked about a little bit of a of a of a downturn, what it really has been is the offense. It's the last three years of Clemson football. The last three years, Clemson has averaged 5.0, 5.4, and 4.9, and finished 103rd, 61st, and 103. That's right. There's two 103s. That's not my repeating myself. There are two 103s. Um, and that averages out to like 90 a year. There are only 133 teams. Let me put this in a different framework so that we really understand. You know, Texture has an interesting point. Can you make that jump in one year? See, I'm not sure. 
I, I, I sort of doubt it. And that's why I've said, you know, even at the end of last year, you might be two years away. Um, but let me get back to that in, in one second. It's because it's a good question. This 4.9 from this past season, think about this, Ramon, because this is, what I'm about to say is like friggin' insane. That 4.9 put you behind UConn. Football? Yeah. In yards per play. And UConn was awful. It put you behind Virginia, who stunk in your own league. Tony Elliott's Virginia team averaged more yards per play last year than did Clemson. Uh, it was basically the same, but Virginia was just slightly ahead. It has to be percentage points. But that seems impossible. I mean, it's like in, it's it's like just stupid to even say that UConn and Virginia averaged more yards per play than did Clemson a year ago. And that just means your offense was just plain bad. It was bad. You know, you found a way to win at the end by just running the football, but you can't come back this year. That We already had that ending three years ago when Clemson found a way to get to 10 wins by just running the ball and in the, you know, the Iowa State game and just, you know, running the football at the end of the year. And you we reverted back to that at the end of this past season, just running the football. I, I mean, that gets you by and allows you to squeeze by in some of these ACC games. It gets you... You know, it, it's it's what you needed to do to win, but it's not sustainable in terms of playing at the highest level. This team this year needs to find a passing game above all else. This team has to be able to throw the football effectively with regularity, find balance, find big plays, find explosiveness. These things have to happen. Now, I've said a million times, you can't have explosive plays without explosive playmakers. And one of the biggest problems the last three years is the dearth, the lack of explosive playmakers. I think there will be more of those guys this year. Um, and, and I think that will help. And as we've talked about a million times, Cade needs to become a factor in the run game. He needs to be bigger and stronger. He needs to be able to uh, to not fumble through with contact, but to be a, a productive threat, he needs a better feel for the run game, and he needs to be bigger and stronger. And that's the design. So we'll see how it plays. Texter asked, "Was Iowa dead last?" They were. <laughs> they, <laughs> Iowa was. Iowa was in fact dead last. Um. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I'm I'm virtually sure of that. But now that you said that, I'm going to uh, I'm going to look it up. Um, yards per play. I believe Iowa was dead last. Uh, let's see. Let's see. They were. They were indeed. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa was number 133 out of 133, and they averaged 3.8 yards per play. In the final <laughs> in the final three games of the year, they averaged 3.0 yards per play. I mean, that's you basically have just surrendered. 
You just basically said, okay, we're not playing offense at all. We're only going to play defense. And that puts your defense in a terrible position. By the way, that's another thing to keep in mind. These bad offensive numbers really put your defense in in more jeopardy. But, yeah, uh, Iowa was 133 at 3.8. That's just unthinkable, 3.8 yards per play. In, in, in the year 2023, uh, Kent State at 132 was 3.9. East Carolina, oh, no, John Heights. Say it ain't so. John Heights Pirates, uh, 4.1. Akron, 4.1. Eastern Michigan, 4.1. These are some of the usual suspects. Michigan State, they were 128 at 4.2. So you have two Big Ten teams there. Uh, Nevada, 4.3. Northwestern, 4.4. You have uh, three Big Ten teams, even though they finished pretty well. Ramona, your sunny Buffalo was uh, also at 4.4, 125. Ah. Ball State, uh, 4.5, 124. Arizona State, 4.5, 123, Sam Houston State, Arkansas are the mighty SEC. They were 4.5, and uh, Charlotte at 120 was 4.5. The worst worst ACC number, believe it or not, was Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been an offensive dynamo. Uh, Wake Forest was 4.6 last year. They had no receivers. Their best receiver was out injured. Uh, lots of issues at receiver. They had basically lost all their all their playmakers, and they reverted to four point six. That's uh, that's god awful. That's one seventeen. Um, who else? Let me see if there's any other ACC teams. Uh, Syracuse, and they were pretty pathetic offensively all year. They were at one hundred six. Clemson was actually third worst in the uh, or. Um, third from the bottom in the ACC. Clemson was the only two teams worse than Clemson in the ACC were Wake Forest and Syracuse, which is just seems impossible. And that's where Clemson was at 103. Virginia was 101. Pittsburgh was 92. NC State, believe it or not, was 90. Uh... South Carolina was uh, 88. Not good enough either. So those are some of the numbers. Walter Tiller Road Rage, quick break. Start your day right with Wendy's Breakfast Burrito. Loaded with all of the best parts of Wendy's Breakfast Menu. It's a delicious mix of eggs, bacon, breakfast potatoes, and American cheese. All wrapped in a soft tortilla. It's quick, on-the-go option for your busy mornings. Serve with a dash of Cholula for that extra kick. Wash it down with a sweet, frosty, cream cold brew. Make your morning meal count. Order the breakfast burrito on the app for exclusive offers and visit your local Upstate Wendy's for breakfast today. It's Race for the Green Time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. Run signup.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. Run signup.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon and 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget March 16th, 2024. Run signup.com and come on and have a great time. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new 
or used vehicle or need your current vehicle service or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. When it comes to legal advice, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. As a former state prosecutor, Nick Lavery's been fighting for Tiger fans for over 24 years. Whether you're hurt on the job, in an accident, charged criminally, or need assistance with your real estate closing, Nick Lavery is here for you. Call him today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at ATVOutfitters.net. Clemson's new music venue, The Basement, presents Nashville recording artist Trey Lewis live on Friday, March 8th. Doors open at 7 p.m. and show starts at 9. Don't miss Trey Lewis at The Basement. 21 and over, located behind It's Your Wiener Restaurant and Bar. Get your tickets now at thebasementclemson.com. Nashville recording artist Trey Lewis at The Basement in Clemson, Friday, March 8th. Don't miss it. Gonna feel a puff of air. Jong's Optometry oh. has set their sights on staffing up. Try the next line. Hey, Kim, can you tell our 2 o'clock we're running 15 behind? Sorry, we're a bit backed up today. He needs an optometric now, technician to keep an eye on it all. Where are the dilation drops? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Get fired up with Walt Deptula on Road Rage. Weekdays, 3 to 7, for all things sports. Exclusively on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Walked up to the road rage. We are back. Hey, Ramon, listen to this. Uh, and I'm going to jump back to this, uh, this discussion of, uh, and answer a couple of these questions that people have asked in the text line about, about you know what it takes and how big a jump can you make in one year, um, in one minute. But I, I, I don't want to forget this. Dennis Dodd wrote this last night, and I had a response to this. And here's what he wrote, Ramona. Dennis Dodd wrote, confirming reports that the SEC and the Big Ten have asked for the guaranteed top two seeds in the college football playoff for their champions beginning in 2026. Seems to be a fallback after ask for four after asking for four automatic qualifiers. So the SEC and the Big Ten 
have asked for the guaranteed top two seeds in the college football playoff for their champions beginning in 2026. How could they do that? Right, right. Here's here's the answer to that. Blank no. Yeah, I mean, okay. that doesn't make any sense. Right, right. You know, here's what I wrote to this, Ramona. I wrote, this is some major league BS right here. Utterly absurd request. Earn it. How about that? SEC and the Big Ten are now seeking handouts. Shocker. So it turns out that when you choose to expand, you increase the schedule difficulty. Now you want charity based on your greed. And that just doesn't make, I mean, that doesn't make sense. Right. They just want to be automatically in right. high, in those high positions right. as well. Screw off. You're the ones who chose to That's expand. Weird. You're the ones who chose to increase the strength of your schedule difficulty. You're the ones who want to take over college football. And now you want friggin' handouts. No. No. Just screw off. Get out of here. I mean, are you crazy? Just stop your nonsense right now. You know, you've got to draw a line in the sand with these people and just let them know that this this cannot be the way it is. This is what they want. It was obvious. It's a, 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 uh, it was a hostile takeover right from the beginning. It was obvious. But now they want now they want charity. They don't just now that they've cemented their status as the uh, as the two most powerful conferences. Now they want to add charity on top of it. You know, again, their greed caused them to take the actions that they did. Now they want to insulate their teams against possible losses because they've increased the difficulty of the schedule. No, I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. What? I said, well, why don't they just don't play if they're going to get in? Right. I mean, that doesn't make sense. No, it's, uh, it, it's, it's utterly, utterly laughable. It doesn't laughable. make sense that they, they'd even think it's okay to ask. Right, right, right. I mean, that right. just doesn't make sense. That's exactly right. The nerve of you to freaking even ask that question. Right. That's my response. My response, my immediate response to that last night when I saw it is, get out of here with that bull, like, you know, I mean, that's my immediate response. Get out. Get out. Close the door behind you. Get out. You know, I, I mean, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You know, they, they again, I think this line, this last line I wrote, now you want charity based on your greed. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, it doesn't work that well, way. Well, now, though, they had the nerve to ask. They, they must have got it from somewhere. They, oh, yeah, yeah, they do. You're 100% you know? right. I mean, they didn't... Uh, they must have got the idea from somewhere that they, they would say yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, imagine like the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL saying, uh, you know, we won the Super Bowl last year, so we think we should be the automatic number one seed in the uh, AFC playoffs for this year. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, 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 you, 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 you go earn it. How about that? And if you've increased the difficulty of your schedules, that's on you. That's on you. This is what you wanted to do. So that's on you. So no, you don't get special exemptions in, in charity. Just stop. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like you say, Robo. It's like the, the nerve to call these people to even ask the question. Yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? How are you? Hey, well, good to get in with you today on such a gloomy day. Yeah. You're making a real bright spot here on you. your show. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> hey, this uh, playoff conception, you know what, Walt? This is all just a way to give the South Carolina Gamecocks a better chance of getting in the playoffs. <laughs> like, they're never going to be 
a 12-team playoff, but a 16-team, hey, man, they got a real shot, you know, and eventually it'll grow to that. Yeah. So it's definitely an opportunity for these guys that have mid, you know, aspirations of winning. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of the Gamecocks, you know, the basketball team won. Game, by the way, Ramona, Gamecocks looking for the 124-team playoff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they pulled it off. They hey. tried to blow the 13-point lead, pulled it off. Yeah, look, I, I think – Saturday. Yep. Yeah, look, on, on South Carolina basketball, I said two weeks ago they're in. I, I just I thought they'd take care of business. I, I just think they look like a tourney team to me all year. If you can win at Tennessee, you're in as far as I'm concerned. And you, and you destroyed Kentucky. By the way, Kentucky's uh, playing really good basketball now. So you destroyed them and you beat Tennessee and then you go and you beat Ole Miss on the road and you beat A&M on the road and, uh, and you're not only in but – you're a high seed, and I have no reason to think you won't take care of Florida. And I'm not so sure you won't beat Tennessee again either. I mean, I, you know, you, you, heck, you might win out. Well, look, Walt, the main thing we need to do right now is get Ray Tanner to give Lamont Paris a better contract. Right? This guy's the yeah, to keep him from being the, the next coach at Michigan. And Ohio State. I mean, yeah. there's a bunch of people that's looking at this guy. We need to keep him. And invest in him as a future. Yep. And, uh, Walt, man, what's with these golfers? I don't even know half the guys that are playing now. <laughs> you know, it's so many, <laughs> so many new names out there that it seems that some no name guy you never heard of wins every week. And the live tour has really decimated the popular golfers from the PGA. Uh, you still got Rory and Xander and, you know, uh, Scotty Scheffler, I mean, there's a few out there. but It's just a crazy leaderboard every week with more Koreans on there than Americans now. It's slowly turning into a Korean league. Well, I mean, best players are best players. <laughs> hey, Lou, well, give my best to Ramona. And I want to send a special shout-out to Candy and Boozer. They're having a Clemson baseball party tonight. Even though the game's not going on, they're still having that party. <laughs> and I plan on being there. Sounds good, Kevin. Thank you. Of course, Ramona, Candy and Boozer would Candy still be having Boozer. their party, regardless of what baseball they played. There's no friggin' way that Candy and Boozer, the two people named Candy and Boozer, are canceling anything. No, not at all. No zero chance, man. Candy and Boozer are saying, man, the party is still on. What are you kidding me? Candy and Boozer. Oh my God! Uh, uh, text, Ramona, text her, uh, text her nine five two. When I mentioned that Connecticut and Virginia were ahead of Clemson in yards per play last year, he wrote, "I just threw up in my mouth when you put it like that." See, <laughs> I, I knew that that would would call attention to it because I mean. Connecticut, you couldn't watch Connecticut in in Virginia play offense for most of the for most of the year. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, everyone, now we're getting candy and boozer texts, uh, and we're getting SEC texts too. SEC texts too. Uh, yeah, people uh, people don't people don't like that. Uh, text said, uh, "Doesn't that stat speak volumes about our coaching and defense?" I think that the 
if you're talking about the 4.9, I, I think it does speak volumes of your defense. And um, and offensively, you just you just haven't had the pieces. You know, one of the one of the issues that that I'm pretty sure that Garrett Riley had to confront. And I think I may have mentioned this yesterday, but uh, but I think one of the issues he had to confront was he had not dealt with a young quarterback before. And I, I just I think he found that you know I, I think he came in thinking you know we're gonna we're gonna be off and running you know we we have talent we're gonna be off and running I think he got here and he realized well a I don't have as much talent as I did at TCU and b I have a young quarterback who asked you've got to you know he, he you got to learn to walk before you can run that's really where you were you had to learn to walk before you can run and you're still in that situation I mean we're gonna find a, out a lot in game one against Georgia. We're going to find out whether progress has been made or not. And, you know, and and where you go from there. Clemson doesn't have to win that game. Clemson has to, I mean, in reality, that game really has almost nothing to do with Clemson's season and with Clemson's opportunity to go to a playoff. But what it is going to tell us is sort of where you are and and maybe where, where Cade is, whether he actually has taken some sort of step forward or whether you're still going to need another year. Because, again, I go back to this this uh, text, and the texter had asked me, um, and I don't, I don't see it right now, but he had asked me, you know, um, can you make that kind of jump in one year? It's hard. It's hard to go from 103 to top 25 in one year. You know, it, it, it may well be a two-year process. You know, where maybe you go from 125 to, to or, or from 103 to 50 or something. Maybe you can make that kind of jump. And maybe that, that sort of gets you back feeling like you're headed in the right direction and progressing in the right direction. And maybe some of these young receivers start to step up as well. Maybe Cade takes a step forward. You need those things to happen. Regardless of whether this season culminates in a playoff or whether it culminates in Clemson being a legitimate contender, you need progress in that direction because you've been stagnant for three years, stagnant offensively for three years. Uh, Tennessee, Steve. Steve, good to have you, Steve. I appreciate it, Well, Thanks for taking my Thank call. Thank you for getting in. You guys, through and through, but this is ridiculous. Uh, you have to earn it. You shouldn't be given anything. It's the problem with society as a whole. Talking to a gentleman who owns a body shop. Kid come in, wanted to, wanted to work. Graduated, getting ready to graduate from high school. Not going to college. Not going in the military. Wants $20 an hour. It's, it's, it just makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Right. I mean, you know, you've set yourself up as these power leagues. Go earn your position. The, the notion that we should grant you the top positions because of who you are is just utterly laughable. I mean, it's just insane. It's like Ramona said. It's just it's absurd that they would even have the nerve to ask that, but they do. Well, I, I agree. And, and, you know, it makes me ashamed of the SEC because it's just it, – no, no, wait. You either earn it or you don't get it. It's as simple as that. I, I don't don't know what they're teaching the kids who play in the conference either. 
Yeah. You know, they're not teaching them any kind of life skills whatsoever. Yeah, no, look, that's that's right. I mean, it's it's just uh, uh, you've already set yourself up as the most powerful. Well, go act like it. Go 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 claim your spots legitimately. Go go uh, go win them. Go play like that. And, right. You know, and if you if like I said, if you made your schedules more difficult, uh, well, that's because of your greed. It was your it was because of your desire for power. But that you know that doesn't mean other people should be penalized because of what you did. You know, you, 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 so what? You got to go win those games. I think this is going to be one of the really interesting things to see. I think one of the really interesting things to see in an expanded playoff, 12, 14, 16, whatever it's going to be, is going to be to see how many games SEC teams and Big Ten teams are allowed to lose and still be in the playoff. I think because I think we're going to change that boundary. You know, you can forget the two thing. We're gonna move, we're gonna move to three. You better hope we don't move beyond that. Uh, I think that's what's gonna happen. I, th- I think nine and three SEC teams are gonna make the playoff. Well, they should have to earn it. I mean, yeah. it should be changed. There's no doubt about it because you know we saw what happened to Florida State in the bowl game, but a lot of that was because it was like rats leaving a sinking ship. Yeah, they, they, none but, of their players uh, were left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it really wasn't fair, but I I don't think that was really indicative of what kind of team that Florida State was during the year either. Yep. To be fair. Oh no, no. And, Look, they, Florida State was a legitimate unbeaten football team, and if they had had everybody in their in you know in 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 bed healthy and Jordan Travis had not been hurt, they they would have been a threat to win the national title. I mean, they they, they were a legitimate team. But when they lost Travis, obviously it changed the nature of who they were, and and uh, and they were they were uh, very disappointed to be left out, and there was just no way they were going to show up for that Georgia game. That's just that's human nature, you know. And most of their players uh, opted out too. Hey, Steve, great speak with you. Got to run them up against a break. Uh, thank you, Walt to the Road Rage. Quick break. You've got, I've got some great texts I want to get to on this side. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. This Saturday, the Clemson Tigers are headed up to South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. As the month of March begins, the Tigers look to create momentum with a win on the road. Broadcast begins with pregame starting at 7.15. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all states to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers' mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. No one wants it to happen to them, but unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. As the family-owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client-first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider. You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. Carolina Top Dress is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. 
We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Welcome to the Road Rage. We are back. Uh, Tester writes, well, I made the claim about three years ago that being ACC champion would not be enough, uh, but I also based my claim on a four-team playoff. But I still say winning the ACC is not a big deal. Clemson would get their brains beat in playing the SEC if the ineffectiveness of the offense the last three years continues. Need a big play quarterback and wide receivers to win. Well, you know, look that that last part is is factual. The big play quarterback and wide receivers. It's something we've talked about, you know, uh, a number of times on this show in the past. It's you know, it's not hard to understand what Clemson's recipe for a national championship contending team is. The recipe is you recruit well. You know, seven to fifteen. The body of your team is good enough to compete with the with teams like George and Ohio State, and then you have an elite quarterback and elite wide receivers, um, because it's still where the game is is won. And you know when Clemson had, and, and when I talk about elite, I mean round one quarterbacks. So when Clemson had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, and you combine that with great wide receivers and the 7-15 to 15 type recruiting, that's how Clemson won multiple national championships. Um, so that's, the, that's the, the recipe. That's what it takes here. Clemson's not going to be the number one recruiting school in the country year after year after year like a Georgia or a, or a Bama was in the past or an Ohio State might be or a Texas could be. Clemson doesn't have that geographic advantage. You're you're just you you might have a year, but you're not going to consistently do that. Your recruiting is normally going to be somewhere from seven to fifteen, which is plenty good enough if you have the elite offensive pieces, if you have elite receivers, and you have an elite NFL caliber quarterback. That's the proven recipe. So you don't have to you don't have to uh, think too hard uh, to to figure out what it will take for Clemson to be there again. Your quarterback is going to have to be on that level and your wide receivers are going to be have, have to be on the level of Clemson wide receivers past. Right now, you don't have either one of those things. And that's why you're 103 in the nation and yards per play. So, you know, that's what has to change. That's what has to change. And until it does, you're, you're not going to get where you want to be. I mean, you could win the ACC. And, and, as of today, I'm picking Clemson to win the ACC. I, I just think Florida State lost too much. I think they look like a 9-win team. You know, I think Clemson right now looks like a 9-10-win team. But I'm picking Clemson to win that game. 
against Florida State because I think Clemson has more continuity than Florida State does right now. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I, I don't think it's a given. I don't, I don't feel, you know, I, I wouldn't want to bet anything on it right now I, because these numbers have to get better. And, and again, I go back to the texter earlier who asked, you know, can you make that big a jump in one year? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I sort of think not. I, I sort of think there has to be a middle ground. But quite honestly, from my perspective, if you just start moving towards it, that'd be a sign. You know what I mean? I mean, 103, 61, and 103, there is no sign. If if you just if you move from 103 to 50 to top 50 this year, that'd be a sign. That'd be a sign that you're heading in the right direction. That Cade Klubnick has taken a step forward. That the offensive line has gotten a little better. That the receivers have gotten a little better. That would be a sign. If somehow you can jump from 103 to top 25, then I think you're a national title contender again. I think that's where you have to be, though. Look, Clemson's defense is going to be top 25. Clemson's defense is going to be top 10-ish. Most years. Most years. So I think that's sort of a given. What's been missing the last three years is the offensive element. And that's what you have to find and, and figure out a way to get better at and and correct. Um, and like I said, we're to see really early on. You know, I had a texter the other day write me and said, was giving me all these reasons Clemson's going to beat Georgia. I'm just not sure how, how you think that other than, you know, Kool-Aid. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you think that right now. I mean, Georgia's been a team that's been at the top of the college football world the last three years. And they're going to come into that game with an elite quarterback. There will be some change in at Georgia. That's a fact. And it is game one, and you wonder how that change will 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 work. But I just don't know how you, you look at where Clemson's been the last three years, particularly with the, the offense, and think that, you know, you're going to beat Georgia in game one. I do think Clemson will compete. I, I do think that. But I, I, I just I just find it really unlikely unless some crazy things happen in your in your favor. Uh, Texas said, hey, Walt, this is Terry again. Miss Gurley is staying warm and dry. Miss Gurley is the, uh, is the I don't know whether it's a boxer, pit bull, I can't tell. Uh, you all have a great weekend. My fave road rights. Thank you very much, Terry. I appreciate that. Uh, Texas said, uh, today, Walt, what do you think about the Clemson versus Georgia game? I think that Georgia wins like 27 to 17, something of that sort. Uh, I think that's the type of game. Would I be surprised if it was even a little more low scoring? No. I mean, would I be shocked if it was, you know, I, I, just, I hope it's not 14, seven or something. I, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see some sign that Clemson can produce offense, including a passing game against Georgia. That's what I really want to see. I, I'm, I don't care so much. I mean, would would you love to win that game? Yes, for a whole assortment of reasons. Uh, but whether you win that game or not, I mean, it's it's the start of the year. It's not going to affect whether you make the college football playoff. You're going to make the college football playoff based on whether you win the ACC or not. 
So the game has almost no bearing in that regard. Um, but I, I do think you want to, I think you do want to see certain things. What you don't want to see, you don't want to see Cade Klubnick leave a Georgia game feeling the same way DJ Uyungle left uh, feeling in the last Georgia game. He heard ghosts after that game. There's no question. That game impacted him. You do not want uh, this game to wind up impacting Cade Klubnick for half the season. That'd be the worst case scenario. You know, win or lose. And, and again, it's 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 hard for me to imagine Clemson winning that game right now without some without some breaks, because I just think I think Georgia's on a different level right now. I think they have been for three years. I, I think it, you know again when you even like last year, Georgia averaged six point seven yards a play, and Clemson averaged four point nine. Georgia was top ten in that category. Um, so I mean, right now, other than the ball is unusually shaped right now I have a hard time seeing Clemson winning that game but I do think Clemson will compete what I really want to see out of that game is regardless of whether Clemson wins or loses I want to see some sign that Cade can handle what Georgia throws at him and some sign that Clemson has established a passing game because that's going to determine ultimately what happens the rest of the year whether whether you have a passing game that's effective again or not. So uh, so we'll see. Uh, he says, uh, Tessa, thank you, Walt, for your response to my Clemson ACC claim. Uh, you're the best, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate the kind words. Um, Tessa678 says, talking Clemson offense, how long do you think they have Garrett Riley before he moves on to a head coaching job? Yeah, it's, look, that's a good question. I, I think the answer to that comes... Uh, with whether Clemson has success, I mean, it, you know, if if you repeat, if you rinse and repeat uh, a a four point nine yards per play season, Garrett really is not going to get any head coaching job. Um, you know, so I think the I think the first step in terms of Garrett Riley's progression and where he winds up ultimately, uh, because I'm, I'm sure he does want to be a head coach and following his brother's footsteps. I have no doubt about that. I, I think it I think it's gonna depend on whether he can turn this offense around. Because right right now, you know, it, it's funny how coaching situations work because you know, everything is a matter of the moment. You know what I mean? It's it's like guys get hot and then they blow cold. You know, and and if they don't if they don't hit while they're hot and they go back to being cold, they can just be shut out forever. I mean, almost forever. So I think it's really going to be important that from a Garrett Riley progression standpoint in terms of how long he's going to be here, he's got to prove his worth all over again. You know, he proved it at TCU, and and it was obvious, but now he's in a different situation, and – you know, basically, this offense didn't work last year, quite obviously, and and he's got to figure that out. And and so, f- it's not just from a Clemson standpoint, but from a Garrett Riley, in regards to the question, from a Garrett Riley progression standpoint, he has to turn the Clemson offense around. If 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 he produces another four point nine five point zero season, he's gonna the market for his services will cool down rapidly. 
I mean, very rapidly. Like, rapidly enough that you wonder whether he'd even be back here another year for a different reason. I mean, so that thing has to get better. I, I think it's going to. And, and if it works out how I would guess as of today, I would guess Clemson moves from like 103 to 50 and that there's progress made. That will be good, but I think it will mean that Garrett Riley will be here at least one more year. Then if you move from 50 to the top 25 the following year and you're actually a national championship contender again, then I think that would be Garrett Riley's jumping off point. So if, if, if I had to guess as of today, if things work how I think they will, and you make sort of that half-step improvement, and then the following year you take the the step the rest of the way, then I then I think Garrett Rowley will be here for a total of three years, and then I think he'll he'll uh, he'll take a, a head coaching job somewhere, and 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 be in position to do so. That's that's how I, that's how I think of it right now. Um, tested follow up questions: Does Riley leave if the talent doesn't produce for another OC job? Uh, with another team. Oh, no, that, that's <laughs> that's a different question and a pretty interesting question. I I don't I don't think so. I in part because I, I think he's gonna have to prove his worth now here. You know, it's it's one thing to sort of prove it at the TCU level. It's another to to prove it here and prove that you can take what happened last year and make it better. That you can take a young quarterback and make him better. Um, I, I think he actually sort of needs this now. I, I you know, I, I don't I don't think he can walk away from this into something better right now. I think he I think he sort of needs it for his own uh, resume in a sense. So it's gonna be a very interesting year for Clemson football. I think offensive improvement will be had. How much will determine really what type of season Clemson winds up having. Walt up to low road rage, you can get in right now. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Hi, everybody. I'm Don Munster.